Hello, you guys. This is part two of Rich or Wealthy. I am Simone Faith, owner and operator of One Stop uh, Beauty Supply located here in Moyoc. So let me just finish up. If if you're buying from Gucci, and what is Gucci doing for your community? Why are you not making Gucci do something for your community? Why? I mean, we are the number one spenders. We buy Jordans, but we don't own Jordans. You know, what is Jordan doing in your community? What is Nike doing in your community? You know, Michael Jordan do a lot, but what is he doing in your community? There's a mass amount of communities that are buying Michael Jordans and have 15, 20, 30 pairs of shoes. But that's all we have. We don't make anybody do anything in our community. I say this because I lived in a hood and now I, I live in a... uh a suburban area, sort of. And let me say the difference. In the suburban area, the community makes the community take care of it. That's why their schools are better. The educations are better. When you go into uh, the hoods and poverty-stricken areas, the, gradu- the graduate rate is pathetic. This is not something I'm making up. You know, look it up. Talk to people. Call up some schools. Find out. Uh, my kids have had the luxury of going to better schools. I'm so grateful for that. But I'm also a mother who wanted better for my children than what I had. You know, my mother had us in Los Angeles, California. You know, um, okay, 48, I'm 49 now. So 49 years ago, she lived in Los Angeles, California. There was racism. There was segregation. You know, officers didn't treat black people good when she had her children. As she watched us grow up, could my mother had made better decisions? Of course. Could she have lived somewhere else? Yes. The question is, why didn't she move out of poverty? Why didn't she raise up, rise up from the occasion and say, I want better for my children? It didn't happen. I have brothers. I, I have one brother who's a millionaire. Or he was a millionaire. But he still stayed in the hood. He stayed in nice places, but the surrounding areas was the hood. He bought nice cars, put his kids through college. He bought them cars. They took trips. They had passports. They did it all. But my brother was still in the hood. A millionaire. Never moved out the hood. Why is that? I don't know. My brother had all that money. I never asked my brother for a dime. Um, I was the only one. Well, him and I at the time were the only one who had like four kids. My brother never came to me and said, hey, let's open up a business, sis. And at the time, I never thought about opening up a business. I was fine with working. I was fine with somebody telling me what to do and um, going to work to make them wealthy. I was fine with that. I was fine with keeping their books and making their daily deposits, even at night in terrible areas. I was okay with my safety being at risk to help another business be successful. But I wasn't successful. I was barely getting by. My my money didn't match the hours that I was keeping. It, it simply didn't match. My raises was coming, but it still wasn't enough for a growing economy. You know, they say they want to make the minimum wage $15, but by the time they make it 15 bread might be $10. 
So it still won't match. We're doing something wrong as a society. I think that every black person should have a savings in their bank, in their house and investing. I think that I think that you should have some money that's um, close to you in case a, a real emergency happens. That's my personal opinion. Does it always work? Absolutely not. Is it always easy? No. But that's where sacrifice come in. What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to not do? You know, stop eating fast food every day. Stop buying sodas you can't afford. Stop it. Let go of that Hulu subscription. (laughs) Get on YouTube. Let go of Netflix. Let go of some things that you know you really don't need, but, but it's a comfort. But you could do without it. So let go of it. That's how you save. You sacrifice. The next thing that we can do to change our conditions, get a vision. Get a vision. Why are you working here? What is the plan? What keeps you there? What is going to make you open up something? What is my vision? My children. I look at my children. Most of them are grown. I have one 15-year-old left. You know, teenager. Their children. How I yearn to make their lives easier than mine. How I yearn for them to say when I have set them up, they could look back and say, wow, I never knew my great, great, great grandmother. But look what she did. Because if they could see that I did it, then they could replicate and do it again and keep doing it. That's what gives me my vision. My vision is, is, is me owning a home. The home is not so much for me as it is for my children and my children's children so that they will have property that I'm going to make sure they can't sell because they thirsty for some money and want to drive a big car. They can only live there. They can never sell it ever. I'm going to make that clause when I die because I want a legacy to happen. I don't think it's fair that every black person should be born into poverty most children don't ask to come here. So why do we, why are we forced to live in poverty? Because our parents can't afford us. They have nothing to give us. And kudos to the mothers and fathers who stayed around to raise their children. No matter what. Because not every parent did that. Not, not every child had the opportunity to have somebody stick around and raise them. That's really being a parent. Staying in spite. All right. I want to also talk to black people about having no excuse. Don't be stagnant. You know, we could we could we could uh, think of a thousand reasons why, you know, we should not do something. We could say we were slave for more than 200 years. It couldn't be 400 something years. You you guys, because go from the 1600s or whenever slavery happened and you come to 2021. Okay, you know, I don't know what's going on there, but everybody say 400 years. But for however long we've been slaves. That can't be our excuse. Our excuse can't be because we make 25% less than our counterparts. That might be true, but it can't be our excuse. Our excuse can't be because my daddy wasn't in the home. That may be true, but that's just an excuse. Our excuse can't be because I was raped and abused. I'm traumatized. That may have happened, but it's an excuse. 
Because you should be able to take everything that you've been through, everything that you didn't have and everything you want and put it into your dream. Take all your hatred, all your anger, put it into a vision and do something with it. So people who, who, who are stagnant, I don't know why. I don't know why. We all have a voice and we could all use it. Um, Booker T. Washington made a statement that I think all black people need to know. And most of us don't know. I mean, there's quite a few who do know, but a lot of us don't just read. We don't pick up a book and read. You know what they said? The best way to hide anything from black person, put it in a book. Now, some people laugh at that, but I'm finding that that's true. There is still quite a bit of illiterate black people walking around who can't read or write. But back to Booker T. Washington, he made a statement. He said, we need to educate and to be entrepreneurs if we want to offset racism. Okay, this is a fact. We do need to educate. And even if your mother don't know, I'm telling you guys, I don't know everything, but everything that I learn, I'm giving for free. There, there's no charge. There's no subscription. There's no, you know, um, once I make it, then this, no, whatever I learn, I'm going to put it on the podcast and I'm going to give it to you guys for free because there's, there's freedom and uplifting in a movement where people are willing to help you. I mean, I need to eat too. You know, eating is not free, but I believe that if I give more than I take, I can sleep better at night. Okay. Entrepreneurship to me is freedom. That doesn't mean it doesn't come with problems, but it's freedom. And in my mind, I believe that if I can make any business rich and I could break my back to try to earn a bonus where they're making millions and I'm getting pennies, then it's worth trying to do it for myself. Does that mean you won't fail? No. Okay. Because listen, when I opened up the business, you know, I was failing. You know, I, I didn't have a mentor, everything I kind of had to learn as I went along. And a lot of things I tried to learn fast as I could, because listen, I was falling on my head quite a bit. So I'm just saying we need to do our due diligence to become more than what we are. And instead of focusing on everything that has happened to us, focus on what people have did for you. You know, we we focus a, a lot on police, police brutality. And it is happening. We focus a lot on racism, classism and every other ism. But let's focus on the people that helped you get across. I mean, there's a lot of people who helped me through the door that brought me up in management. There's a lot of people who who looked out for me and held the door open as I was walking behind them. They didn't close it in my face. So I just want to help a lot of people who do listen to use some of this advice that I'm giving you. You know, try it. Um, Do you know 50% of black people cannot pay something for cash if it only costs $400? Let me say that again. 50% of black people do not have $400 for an emergency. $400. But I guarantee we got Prada, Gucci, Louis, and everything else in our closet. I guarantee it. You know, 
I don't know how everybody else feel about rich versus wealthy, but I don't want to look rich and have nothing. There's owners who own the NBA basketball team. Matter of fact, let me not even use them. Let me let me use Steve Jobs. Multi-millionaire. He didn't look it. If he was walking down the street, you wouldn't believe he was a multi-millionaire. He didn't look it. He wore nasty shoes, regular. I think they were um, 501 Levi's and a regular T-shirt. I don't know anything expensive that he had on, but it didn't matter. He didn't have anything to prove. He knew what he had. He didn't have anything to prove. He didn't come on, out on stage with a Rolex watch on or a watch that cost 500000 He didn't do that. You could not look at him and see wealth. That's one of the reasons why you don't judge a book by its cover. There's a person driving a Mercedes who barely, barely have $10 to put in the gas tank. And there's a person driving what I call a bucket who's a millionaire. But you don't know it. You know, millionaires don't want you to know how much they have all the time and, and what they have. Why? So you can come get it? So you can be a stick-up kid? No. That is my version, you got my version. I do see a lot of black people who look rich. They look rich. I have black people come in my shop all the time because, you know, my shop is still growing. You know, I'm still growing. I'm still adding. I'm still purchasing. I have black people come in all the time and say, you know, someone, let me know what you need. Girl, girl, whoop, whoop. I'll give you $1,000. See, there's a difference in somebody having that talk because it sounds good. It sounds good. But everybody don't have $1,000. It just sounds good because people know I'm going to say no. Oh, no, thank you. What happens if one of these people walked in and I say, hey. You, you got that thousand? I need it. Then it becomes something different. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. I have black people that come in my store all the time and they want to rent out a little section of the store. And I don't mind helping anybody, but I have a lot of black people that don't want to do it legitimately. Just because I'm black does not mean I don't want to be in business legitimately. What else I think we could do for our conditions? Teach one. Each one, teach one. That shouldn't be something that we say. That should be something that we actually follow. And if there's a way that we could lift ourselves up, then lift somebody else up. And let their requirement be, if you help them for free, to lift somebody else up. We can't help everybody because, you know, everybody don't want this. And that's okay. But for the people who do want it, why aren't we lifting them up? We should. I was listening to Black Voices and uh, uh, his name was Daniel. Oh, Anthony O'Neill. Anthony O'Neill asked the question, what does privilege mean to you? I asked that very same question to a group of my friends. The first thing they said was silver spoon and white. That's the first thing they said. When they came around to me and said, Simone, well, what does privilege mean to you? I said, me I was privileged I went to private schools my grandmother gave me steps up without me even knowing I had tailor-made clothes all while living in the hood 
I didn't know that all kids didn't go to private schools when I was in elementary going to private schools. I thought all kids went to private schools. Everybody had a paid education. That's what I thought. I know that there's a lot of classisms. And for some people, the color of their skin do help them over others. But that just means that we have to work a little harder to get in the door. That's all. There's not people that won't help you up. There's white people who will help your black self up. There's black people who will help your black self up. There's white people who will stomp on you. And there's black people that will step on you. I wasn't born with a silver spoon, but I wasn't born with a poor spoon either. (laughs) I wasn't. I didn't know how poor we was because I didn't know because my grandmother was a hustler and she did everything to give me the best of everything. At 16, I had mink coats. I didn't really know what a mink coat was, nor did I like it. I can't see the big thing about mink coats today. But a lot of people who are rich, some wealthy, they in love with mink coats. They simply are. Another question I heard Anthony O'Neill ask on his um, podcast was something that's controversial. And that's do black people play the victim? Do we? I mean, when something don't go right, do we say it didn't go right for us because we were slaves? Or our ancestors were slaves? Do we play the victim? When things don't go right, do we say it's because we were black? So I'm on a two-sided coin with that one because on one side of the spectrum, I feel like um, all the years that we were in slavery, we never had the opportunity to the opportunity to learn how to read, write, and, and get financially educated. We even had something called the Black Bible where they, they stripped out a lot of the Bible so that black people could only really read about being enslaved. And that's another reason why they don't want us to read. Because if we read, then we would read in the Bible how, you know, you're not supposed to be slaves and, and all the wonderful things that God has. So I think that we was conditioned from the beginning to hate each other, um, not to be educated, not to want anything like that. And, you know, at that time in the world, people didn't want black people to have businesses like that. Not a bunch of black people to have businesses. They just simply didn't. So I'm on both sides of the coin. I, I think that is a problem. Then on the other side, I think some black people do play the victim. You know, every time something goes wrong, you know, the white man don't like me. The white man this and the white man that. While that exists, Take that off your plate because we can't change slavery. It happened. What we need to be doing is discussing it more. It happened. It was awful. I mean, the United States of America was built on blood. That's disgusting to to kill children, rape women, beat them with a whip lynch them and it's more disgusting that all these people and was primarily Caucasians who would come to a lynching of a black person with a picnic basket like Yogi the fucking bear. That's insane. Of course that seems disgusting. Disgusting. It's disgusting how women could watch other women hang or how women could watch other people's children hang and be beat to death because they're black. It's a shame that in our country, the USA, they brought 
black people here to treat them like dogs. You are three-fifths of a person. That's what, that's what was written. Three-fifths three fifths of a person. That's a shame. That's a shame. Sometimes I sit back, you know, I used to cry. It would really hurt my feelings. But, you know, having this discussion is something that we need to have with black children when they're young. They need to know these things when, when we're young because they happen. The reason why you want your kids to know that this happened is because you want them to do all that they can to be better people, to get all that they can get, be all that they can be. It shouldn't be just grow up, go to school and work for somebody. It should be grow up, get educated, financially responsible and build generational wealth. That is something that we need to instill in our children. That's what I instill in all five of my children. That is what we have to do. So when I think about privilege, racism, black people have been through a lot and we're still going through a lot. You know, what what happened to us in slavery is still happened to is happening to us in 2021. We're still being killed. Some people still want you lynched. Some places you're afraid to go. I mean, this is what it is. When black people went to uh, California and New York, they didn't go there because whatever. They went there fleeing the South because the South was killing people at an unprecedented, unprecedented rate. You had no idea how you was going to get out of here. I hear black people today, young black people younger than me that say, if I was living then, I would have did this or I would have ran away. Where could you run if the whole world was built on racism? Where could you go? <laughs> Think about that. Where could you go if it was a law to have a slave? It's a law to beat them. You know, if you read, you're going to get beat. You know, if you marry a white person, you're going to get beaten, castrated. If you look at a white woman, they're going to cut your penis off or kill you. Think about the, the people who live in this world. They're sick. And these are the people that say that they're Christians. I just would like to be a fly on the wall when you meet God. After all the hate that you spewed, what is going to happen? All right. Past that. So that's my question on privilege. I think it's a twofold with many, many answers. And the answers could go either way. In the end, you guys... Do you feel that black people are living the American dream? I don't think we're living the American dream. I think we're headed in the right direction. I think that we are a a structure that's still moving forward. And I think that as we learn and as a lot of us get educated, uh, we tell the others about what maybe somebody else don't know, whether it's past history, financial lessons, how to build wealth. You know, a good person or good people that I listen to online that has been wonderful and has helped my knowledge grow increasingly is Earn Your Leisure. I really like them two guys a lot. And I didn't find them till I was 48. I'm 49. I have been listening to Dame, Dave Ramsey before that. And he's the one who kind of got me started into saving my wealth. His and hers is another show that I watch. I very rarely comment on either one, but I watch them a lot. I like Earn Your Leisure because if they're dealing with anybody that has any type of business where they can help any people, 
you know, they make sure they give them a discount. You know, they know everybody can't afford everything, but they're doing their part. Um, they have a lot of information. I've never joined their college because I can't afford it. Okay. But they have so many videos on YouTube. I've learned a mass amount of wealth. I mean, even how to get my, uh, my car and my business name and how to write it off. I mean, this is all knowledge that you can only learn with other people as they grow as they go and grow. And um, those are some people I think you guys should listen to. Um, this is supposed to be Black History Month. I think every month is really Black History Month. I think that if you don't know uh, about some Black history, instead of just the people you know about, uh, Malcolm X, uh, Martin Luther King, and um, those uh, few other people that come to mind, go read about some people that you don't know. Go read, go read, go find somebody you've never heard about and go learn some education. I think we have to educate ourselves. It's imperative that you pick up a book and read it, you know, and if you're not a reader, then get Audible, download Audible on your phone and get some books that will read to you while you're in a bathtub, while you're sitting down doing nothing, you know, turn off the anime, turn off the garbage and, you know, grow your mind with something that's healthy for you. In the end, my goal is for black people and businesses to be the lender and not the borrower. And in order to do that, you got to get out of debt. You know, so why are you saving for your fund? And like Dave Ramsey recommend $1,000. Once you get to $1,000, which is what I did the first time I started saving, it was very easy. I found that I was able to put away one $200 a week Um um, and this was money that I was spending on fast food or, you know, entertainment. You know, we don't go to the movies now. So that same hundred dollars that I would spend, put it towards my savings. Once you get that done, and to me, it's imperative that you get it done. Once you get that done, then start working on your debt, paying off your debt. Because, you know, it's hard to even get a car. Even if you, I don't have a new car. None of my cars are new. None, none, none. Um, I don't want no new car. You know, I barely want a car note. But if I have to have a car note, my car note can only be $200 a month. That's all I'm going to pay for a car note. I'm not going to go no higher than that because if it's $200, I could double up and pay $400 and pay it off even quicker. You know, add extra money to your mortgage. You know, if your mortgage is $1,500, then give them $1,600. So there's things you can do every month to knock down your debt every month. Okay, you guys, this is Simone Faith at uh, Moyak One Stop Beauty Supply here in North Carolina. And um, again, rich versus wealthy. Which one do you strive for? And which one are you actually doing? And, you know, be honest with yourself. Don't just get mad because we had this conversation and say, oh, well, 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 well. Don't do that. Really be honest with yourself because, you know, if you're rich, if you're driving around in a nice car and if you only have $30 in your bank account, you know, if you're that person that have all these designer clothes and necklaces. And listen, let me just say this before some cuckoo tell me this. It is nothing wrong with having a nice car as long as you could afford it. It is nothing wrong with having some jewelry. I like jewelry. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you got to be hungry and you're living from paycheck to paycheck, then you got to cut some stuff out. You got to. You got to cut some things out. I'm telling you this because I've been through it. I've did it. Anything that I'm saying, I've did it. So I definitely could speak on it because I did it. And you guys look up that that um theory that's going on by 2054. The 
average black will have zero to negative wealth. And I just say that's going to be the median because all black people are not going to be poor. That's not going to happen. Think about that, though. All right. Well, this was part two. I kind of wanted to hurry up and get this in. Um, I'll be back next week to talk about some vendors for the beauty supply world. And I have about 30 vendors. You guys do not want to miss that next week. I'm going to be unleashing vendors that I use, um, or that I have used or, and I'm going to be telling you the ins and out on the vendors. Um, what vendors are really good, what vendors really aren't the product, what's going on and all of that type of stuff. All right, guys, you guys have a blessed day. Today is the 21st. So enjoy your Monday. Bye-bye.